Tori, jump in. Hey, hey, guys. Great conversation here that I'm listening to. I just wanted to um, uh, just put this out there into the ether. People should be asking themselves why we're having, you know, so much discussion over Speaker of the House when there's so much going on right now. Because the problem that I see here is, you know, obviously I said, hey, the longer we drag it out, the more stuff doesn't happen. Right. And that's because they won't spend time on making that happen, because even if there's no sitting speaker in the House, bills can still be passed in the House of Representatives. The speaker only plays the role of, you know, setting the agenda, determining what bills come to the floor and stuff like that. So there are people like the majority leader or majority whip that can, you know, take on more, you know, bigger roles while we're trying to fill the space. So it almost feels as if this whole, you know, back and forth of who's going to be speaker has taken our nation to a dead stop where they're not working for the people, but working for within themselves. When, you know, the constitution is pretty clear. I mean, right now we're at the brink of being dragged into a global war and our Congress is focusing on the speaker of the house as opposed to how to protect us interests and our money. And this is, this is a big red flag for me. Now, many people are like, we should just vote Jordan. See, I, I don't jump on bandwagons. I honestly believe, and this is just me, that it should be someone on the outside. But if uh, the majority of house, if the majority of the house wants to do it, then so be it, right? They're in that position. We pretty much only have a say as far as, you know, pushing against them and telling them what we want. But we all have to sit and consider the optics here. We're being told that we are at a standstill that we can't pass bills and that is a fallacy in itself it just means and when i say it it means that they're just too busy doing something else because house administration can act as you know leader uh, there are so many procedural mechanisms that they have they can d bring out floor votes rules committees they can change rules and that will be even more dangerous so these are all things that we should all be discussing as to okay you guys figure out your speaker of the house race but in the meantime can we start doing things that we need now like what do we need for our operating government how about restrain the spending because right now it seems that all they want to do is send more and more money and this morning i posted a memorandum of understanding if you guys understand, the funding for Israel was actually laid out by Kerry in 2016, and they've already laid out billions of dollars up until 2028. So basically, we have a house that is executing Barack Hussein Obama's agenda at the moment, right now, signed by John Kerry. So our concern, if, if, if they want Jordan, they need to move on it. If they don't want Jordan, they need to stop pretending that they're for Jordan, because in I speak to members of Congress every day because I'm working on certain things. And I can tell you that the majority of them are visibly saying they're for Jordan, but are not. And this is where the holdouts are. And this is why some people are keeping their mouths shut. So there's a purpose behind it. And I'd love to, you know, tickle the ears of people to think, okay, what would be the purpose of not having a speaker of the house and stalling Congress from working when they can still be working and voting for speaker of the house? Jim? Well, I was going to let someone else say something first before I jumped in. Um, I'm not always that interested personally. Having worked there, pardon me, I just took a bite of a cracker there. Um, 
I'm not always that interested personally in making sure that the house is open and doing work. Now, is it not safe to say, Jim, that we've saved related. millions of dollars based on the fact that the house hasn't done a damn thing in the past like two weeks? <clears throat> uh, potentially, <laughs> yes. And uh, well, Nick, actually, we sent more money based on John Kerry's deal, right? We've actually sent more money recently to whom? To whom? To, to to Ukraine and reinforcing our troops because there's deployments now. Being well, but they, that, that, that wasn't extra versus... appropriated funds. That was redirected funds because they they can't send money to Ukraine without an appropriation from Congress. Well, no, um, they're not. They're redirecting, not the redirecting. That's no, what I said. Actually, that's already appropriated yeah. funds is what I'm saying. They're just. Right. And, and they're pushing them through. That's what I'm saying. And from the ones from 2016, that's my point. Yeah. Well, so that, they're that letting was... things happen without checks and balances. See, those things won't go out if they're paying attention. That's what I'm saying. Okay. And so so that this is really would have pushed through a 20 something billion dollar Ukraine deal, but. You know, and we know that Jim well, Jordan but, is. Let me address though what. Let me address what Tori just said though, because this is important. Tori, uh, that's the reason why this speaker. One of the reasons why this speaker battle is so important, because if you don't have a speaker that can help direct how Congress does business, then you get these circumstances where the administration can be willy nilly about where it spends money and just sends because, it off. Correct. Well, no, but but what they're doing again just to put a, some clarity on this, they are repurposing money already appropriated in a certain manner. And uh, Congress, one of its major problems is not just the overspending, that's big enough, but by sending money to the administration with no strings attached, which is its role and job. Uh, they, they leave it wide open for the administration to do with money what they want. Which, by the way, had that been done appropriately, ostensibly, uh, Don, Donald Trump might not have been able to get his $8 billion for the wall. Now, that would have been a, a problem, and then you got to deal with things in another way. But nonetheless, that sort of freedom should not be there in the administration. That's what they're doing with Ukraine. It's a horrible, rancid policy, but what Congress does right now won't change that because that money's already been appropriated. Yeah, but but the what they can do is get to the ball and stop how future money is spent. And you need a good, solid speaker, different than the ones we've had for three decades, who are willing to restrain that. In fact, uh, Newt Gingrich may have been the last speaker that ever sought to restrain spending, and only for a short period, short time during his four-year speakership. Hey, Jim, the, 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 that's my point. It's unchecked. Um, you know, back in, in April, I got whiff of, you know, billions of dollars that were unaccounted for from the DOD. And I hooked up with Congress in June and I, I actually gave it to Gosar and he announced it, that they were missing six point something billion dollars from their No, no, budget. no. It's $600 billion and it might be well, more than a trillion. Well, but no, again, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about what I found, just a specific amount. No, of I know. The, there have been reports. I've seen yeah. it. There's, it's, the number right. is up to 1.2 trillion or more right, right now. No, no, it's probably even more astronomical than that, Jim. I'm, I'm just speaking, speaking on specific transaction, right? But, but what I, here, let me interrupt and just say this. But, 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 what but I'm wait, trying, the let point me just I'm, get my point that I'm trying to make is the fact that, that we're fighting with Speaker of the House and it seems that it's our own people stalling the process allows for gaps and black sites, right, 
to not, you know, dark spots where blind spots where we can't see where they're putting the money because they're busy on this whole speaker race and no one is paying attention just to, 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 to amplify what you, what you said. Well, and, and I, I hate to disappoint you, but that's not going to immediately change. Even if here in five minutes, Jim Jordan became speaker. And the reason is because a lot of that stuff is happening from previous appropriations and it's going to require new legislation to get that done. And I would argue that the argument you're making is the same one when Kevin McCarthy was speaker, the same one when Paul Ryan was speaker, the same one when John Boehner was speaker. And our problem is we had previous speakers that would not change that paradigm. So therefore, however more we're delaying this process uh, of getting a new speaker now that the motion to vacate was successful, is worth it because we need to get someone better. And I would maintain of the potential options of anyone who can become a speaker, Jim Jordan's the best option that we have. And I think I know it's he's not. in that no, way. No, no, I, I disagree that he's the best option. You know, we I have didn't say he's options. the best option. Yeah. I said the best option of those who can get through this. Yeah, the problem is, is that as much as we would like to have an outsider or somebody else, um, we're not going to get all the Republican votes needed. So it's just going to be a waste of time. We'll have votes and nobody will get through. So at the end of the day right now, we're trying to figure out who we can actually get through. Right. But, and when but, you should, have we, rhinos but should we do that though, Millie? Should when we you do have that rhinos though, threatening to vote for Hakeem Jeffries, in this instance, Jim Jordan is the lesser of two evils over Hakeem Jeffries, wouldn't you say? Uh, I would agree. I would agree, but but I don't agree with us jumping on a train because that's the only one that they'll give us. We're well, in but charge. I don't think we're, we're expected to just stop. So we're expected to just stop everything. That's not. That's unfortunately, that's not the way it works. What? Stop what? Stop what? Congress can still make laws. Congress can still have committees. We can still have hearings on Hunter Biden. We can no, still we declare can't. war. Not no, 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 Tori, we, we can't. can. In the Constitution. No, we can't. No, 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 no. no Listen, I explain this for you, Tori. Make that clear. Tory. No, look up your Constitution. No, I, I read yeah, that. Tori, Tori, I worked in Congress for eight years. Listen, you cannot have hearings. When there's not a speaker in the house, the speaker sets all that, directs all That's that. That's wrong. You're categorically wrong. I suggest it's you not, look it up because I it. was wrong too. Sorry. I was under the it's same not. impression. Hey, I was under the same impression. I mean, you know what? Don't even look it up. Ask Chat GPT. It'll give you the laws. Too. Well, you know, <laughs> even better than Chat GPT. Ivan Raikland. Ivan Raikland's in the house. Yeah, I Ivan can tell you that too. Ivan knows a lot about how these hearings take place and what some of the constitutionality is. Ivan, how's it going? What's your take on this, uh, on the speaker situation? Can you have hearings? without a speaker uh, first of all uh, first of all ivan if you can introduce yourself to the to the audience here because i believe this is the first time on the stage so ivan you got i gotta unmute bottom bottom left hand corner maybe not while we wait ivan you're stuck they got him move. Am I being keep it keep it okay, yes we can are. hear you yes sorry about that so guys i'm uh, thanks for uh, inviting me to this millie uh, i'm right outside of the house chambers here where the gaggle press gaggle is just kind of observing uh, I see out here Ralph Norman, Congressman, Freedom Caucus guy, one of the six, uh, originally the six holdouts, essentially, I think, uh, as part of the 20 that voted against McCarthy. When somebody asked him how many rounds he expects this thing to go, he kind of smirked and said three rounds. But then other members are saying it's kind of like Mortal Kombat. You reset after the first round. So uh, 
I'm guessing that this is not going to be done in one round, and I think most of you guys that are listening in here realize that Chip Roy's out here speaking. I wish I could do video on this Twitter space, but you can only do audio. He's being interviewed by a gaggle. I'm looking around here. That's probably the latest and greatest at this point. But I did talk to uh, Congressman Norman real quick, and I said, hey, if Jim Jordan doesn't secure the 217 in round one, is there discussion potentially of uh, getting the best person, uh, best American citizen instead of potentially the best member of Congress to be the speaker? And he said, yeah, I saw that discussion about Speaker Trump. And that's basically all he said. So that's that's all I have for now, unless people have questions. Yeah, hey, Ivan, I'm telling people that, um, you know, even if we don't have a Speaker of the House, Congress can still function. They can pass bills, have committees and oversight and everything. Uh, but it, it, the only thing is someone will have to step up to set the agenda or the committees will have to be more independent. People are telling me that right, Congress right now, can't function. They're telling me that they president, can't function without speaker a Speaker, and that's wrong. Well, right now they have a speaker pro tem, and he's he has limited powers on what he can do and allow. I haven't looked at the the rules that the Republican conference agreed to to allow him to do that, but I think that the details of those rules is what sets the agenda right now because he's the one that decides on setting this House floor vote for speaker and then some of the other adjacent activities. Because I think we have on Thursday scheduled some hearings uh, as well as next week. Or maybe as early as tomorrow. It's it's on the calendar on the house.gov. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, I don't know the details of it because I've not read that rules package. The, the only so thing the speaker pro tem can do, the only thing the speaker pro tem can do, is schedule and hold the vote. That that's his job. So the week that was set that that was established to to you know to have conferences and to talk about this as opposed to what what could have happened, which would gone to an immediate vote after the speaker was vacated. That was a rule, and that was a decision made by the Speaker Pro Temp. So, so Tori, you're you're incorrect. I've looked at this. Right? Well, and, actually, and you're you're incorrect because the article clearly says no, that our not. Constitution says that the absence of the Speaker might complicate the legislative process and potentially slow things down that to is the right. lack so of process, the lack of leadership, gonna, but it doesn't prevent passing bills, having meetings, and passing bills, having committee hearings is the legislative process. Yeah, thank you, Ivan. Um, keep keep again, us updated, Ivan. I don't know. Chaos is sort of convincing me a little bit. All right, well, just read the Constitution, guys. I mean, seriously. I'm very familiar with the Constitution, Tori. Well then, when, well, then how do you miss the fact that it says, while well, the absence I haven't missed anything. might complicate? Okay, I'm reading the House verbatim. The its own rules, Tori. I'm, I'm reading, These are the I'm House reading rules. verbatim Speaker from the House. Tim, it I'm reading from the House. Article 1, Section 1. Hold on, hold on, guys. Hold on, hold on. Listen, uh, no, hold on. Hey, Tori, hold on a minute, okay? And we're going to move from this particular topic. It's it's important as far as it goes, but we're going to we need to go on to to further discussion. So, Tori, he, here's the deal. The legislative first of all, you need to state article and section. It'd be article 1, section whatever that you're saying is in the Constitution 1. 2, the specific rules of the House limit the duties of the speaker pro tem, the temporary speaker pro tem. And by the way, every person who's not the speaker of the house, who's conducting business on the floor, that is a speaker pro tem. There's a designation between a speaker pro tem and a temporary speaker pro tem. There's a specific 
uh, and these are House rules. These are not constitutional guidelines. And that temporary Speaker Pro Tem may only call the floor open for administrative procedural things like this one, uh, electing a speaker. And also, it must run the duties of the House, so they are managing the sergeant of arms and that sort of thing. So there's that administrative duty. Beyond that, there is no legislative business allowed unless there's a speaker. And you will notice the motion to vacate is more specifically called the motion to vacate the chair. In parliamentary procedure in the House, it is the chair who has authority to move legislative business in the House. If the chair is vacated, which it is still, by the way, the temporary speaker pro tem is not technically in the chair. When there is not someone in the chair, you cannot move legislative business of any type, That, but the House set a rule to allow them under this circumstance to open the floor and begin the process of voting for a speaker. That's it. Well, um, speaking with people that are in the House, congressmen that have been on spaces too, right? They even said the House committees can continue their work, holding hearings, considering legislation and reporting bills to the full House regardless. That's what I'm trying to say. I want people to understand that just because we don't have a Speaker of the House doesn't Which congressman mean- said that to you? Which one? Well, I'm not because gonna I want to. I want to talk to that guy. I'm not going to. Well, you know that that is basically. Well, if that's your you source, guys can look Corey, it up. You got to you got to identify it. Okay. Most well, members of the House don't I even don't, read the Constitution. To be candid with you, I hate to disappoint well, you. Well, this this congressman was actually a constitutional attorney. Listen, bottom line is we can do things without a Speaker of the House. No, we can't. Yes, we Even can. if they're moving legis- even okay. if you're... Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You know what? I'm going to let... Uh, I'm going to hand the mic to Aaron, and I'm going to let him talk. divert the topic. So go ahead, Aaron. The psychos on the left really control everything in regards to policy, maybe... Not, and they've given up on, on anti-war, antitrust busting, but when it comes to their crazy social justice issues, illegal immigration trans indoctrination, etc. They have made that the mantra of the Democratic Party. And 10 years ago, this would have been unheard of. So to hear these same people who failed 100% to stop this basic leftist takeover of our culture and institutions saying, well, you know, calm down. It's like, you've been losing this battle for years, if not decades. Like, your time has come and gone. Sit down and shut up. Can I, can I say something, Prodigal? I agree with you. One million percent, everything you said, a hundred percent. But the and and right now we're at the problem where we're not analyzing all the situations. There's an attorney in the room, Nick, that requested to speak, who actually deals with government relations in the House and Senate for his clients. He is very well versed, so he can tell you how the House and this is something that congressmen have expressed that they can't work. Right. Because not because they can't, but because they won't let them because they're allowed to work even without a speaker of the House. While all of you are insisting that they can, they can. And let's bring an expert to the floor to explain the laws on that so people can understand, you know, how this function works, because we're all rushing to just pick whatever we've got. This is the best we've got. And we're settling. We have to stop settling. So why not bring up the, the, the expert to tell us all? Because that person sits in all the Senate and House meetings for appropriations and rules and bills. Yeah, sure. Bring him up. I'm all for it. Bring him up. Let's talk about it. 
yeah, let's talk about it. Oh, well, uh, have him message me first because I, I, I got to kind of. Um, can... I already DM'd you, Nick, his username, I mean, and he's requested. Yeah, yeah. Have, he doesn't follow me, so he needs to DM me. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, we can definitely we're gonna have a lot of time to talk about this. This, this. Kind no, of it's thing. important though. It's important though because we're we're bottlenecking the situation, saying we need a speaker to get shit done. We need to be if we're having these spaces, we should analyze all aspects and look we're, at we're all going perspectives. To. I just yeah, if we have, just, if we have ten members, wait, wait, wait. If we have ten members who won't go along with anything we say, what do you think we're gonna be able to pass? Either way, this battle has to happen. Like, exactly. we, we can't even elect the speaker. You think we're going to be able to pass legislation? Like, let's stop wasting time on You're that. right. You're right. But we have committees that can actually bring them to the floor. The committees aren't working. Where's the Hunter Biden laptop? They Why'd they stop bring that? Bring the lawyer up or stop this conversation. It's ridiculous. I don't know if we need another lawyer. I don't <laughs> know. Well, we should get an actual lawyer that, that goes to Congress and talks to them all the time. Oh, my God. But yeah, the congressional I lawyers I, I, really do agree. Hold on. I just want to say this, guys. It's over with. No more discussion. Tori, we've got the point. I understand what you're saying. I understand what Doc and I have said, a few others. I actually worked in Congress for a long period of time. I know you don't necessarily accept that fully in terms of the explanation. But the fact is this. It's academic at the moment. We're going to have a vote on the Speaker of the House. The purpose of this space is to discuss what's going on with that. So we've got all this info out on the floor. And I, it's just, we got it out there, okay? So if we can have this discussion tomorrow if there's not a Speaker of the House chosen today. So let's put it off till then so that we can get to some of the issues that everyone listening has questions about related to this process as it's being undertaken. And, and that's why they're all doing this is because they want business as usual. They want the, the, the special interest wants the money to flow. We don't want additional rules that actually returns, restores some of the power back to the people and holds elected representatives accountable. So yeah, I don't think it's chaos at all. We have a slimmer, a glimpse that maybe we have a functioning Republic still. Well said trash. Well said. I mean, this is about restoring power and, the fact that McCarthy did not keep his word, I mean, it needs to be made an example of that this is what happens when you make promises and you don't keep them. So I'm all for it. I just think that we need to apply the pressure to get everyone to rally around uh, putting Jim Jordan because, trust me, he is the lesser of two evils when it comes down to what's the what the alternatives are that, that they would actually allow to even get in there. And uh, people will probably hopefully jump from a no vote. They might do a protest vote on the first round saying no to Jim Jordan. And then maybe on the second or third vote, they flip over to uh, yes votes for Jim Jordan. Uh, at least that's what a lot of uh, experts are saying. That's the, the congressman that I've talked to has said the same thing. That's what they're hopeful for. Uh, but uh, the first vote is going to be very telling here around one o'clock today. Uh, quick jump in. I invited General Flynn, so for the co-host and the host, please keep an eye out if he pops in, please. Absolutely, we will do. Who? General Mike Flynn. General Flynn. Oh, you mean who? Hey, a joke. Okay. Hey, hey, Nick, can I jump in Absolutely. here real quick? To, it's a little bit uh, delayed, um, but I wanted to piggyback on something that Prodigal said about how important this time is right now and moving forward for the American people. This is why it's so important 
to research your candidates that you are throwing your weight behind um, to have in these spots. You know, just, I cannot stress to you enough how much researching these candidates, researching their voting record, and not donating to the RNC or the GOP, but directly to the candidates. Oh, go ahead. Yep, sorry. I, I wasn't sure if you were asking Sebastian Gorka a question, Jim. Uh, but yeah, well, I, I mean, look, look, look. I mean, you know, I have nothing really more to add. I mean, just, just look at Scott Pressler. I mean, look at Scott Pressler and, and his relationship with the GOP. It's been, what, 120 days and Rona Romney McDaniel refuses to even talk to the man who's done the most to mobilize the grassroots and get people registered to vote than anyone outside of the president. It really tells you everything you need you to know. You can even argue the fact, Dr. Gorka, that he was the reason that, that Louisiana just uh, was able to elect or flip their seat yeah, totally. to the Republican government. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Scott Pressler, I'll, I'll text well, him. And, Hopefully and, we can have him on here. And, you know, if he's, uh, he's a busy yeah, guy. And, though, and right? I, would just add, I would just add to that. He just announced uh, today that he was able, over a very short period of time, less than a week, recruit 500 activists who can do work in Pennsylvania because he's also targeting this Supreme Court election that's there. Now, I've been building grassroots stuff for 30 years. Do you know the challenge in recruiting people? And um, it, that, that, that really makes a difference. And, and of course, I know when Scott can, Pressler can, can does I give it, you a metric on that? On can, that. Can I give you a metric on that? So my wife is yeah. running the door knocking here in Northern Virginia. She's been given one. One of the list is 900 homes. And she had 48 people, conservatives, volunteer online to go door knocking with her. 48, one person showed up of the people who actually volunteered. That, that's the level of, you know, uh, in inertia that the, the RNC just refuses to tackle. It's you know, it's exactly so true. Right. It's so true. I remember, you know, just deciding one day, I was young, I was in my early 20s, and I just decided, you know what, maybe I should go participate in the 2016 presidential election. I, so I went to my local caucus in Colorado where I was living and I was surprised. I thought I was just going to go there and, you know, vote on someone and participate. But so few people actually showed up and it was at a school. And it ended up being that there was like maybe less than 12 people. I'm not even kidding. Less than a dozen people in my area and showed up. And one person said, oh, there's like a couple of them that said Ted Cruz. And I said, well, nobody wanted to volunteer to be the representative for Trump. So I said, all right, well, fine, I'll do it. Right. <laughs> but there was a bunch of people that supported Trump. Right. So I ended up getting voted in to be a delegate for Trump just because I showed up. Right. And then when I went to the next level, I was able to cast a vote for Trump. So it, it ends up just boiling down to who shows up and who participates and you have to be showing up and participating. And it's at those caucuses, at those small little gatherings, that it really actually makes a big deal. But, but, but also, it, it, what's really crucial, I mean, when you've got people as um, separated on the spectrum from Professor, mm -hmm. from um, Governor Yunkin to uh, President Trump, all saying vote early. Guys, we have to take it you know, seriously. I know we mm -hmm. love to carry our ballots to the ballot box on election day. 
but who knows what happens through an election day. We need to be as forward-leaning as the Democrats mm -hmm. are. So one of the most important messages is what the president calls, it's not you know, ballot harvesting, it's vote banking and get right. your votes in now, especially if there's anybody in Virginia right now, you know, the voting has, you know, we have early voting this November and every seat is up in the House and the Senate. So guys, if you're in Virginia, you need to vote early. You're exactly listen, right, Seb. There, one of the things that a lot of people don't understand is that, let's say it's a statewide race. If, 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 if you have 500 people that have dedicated themselves just to three hours a week of making phone calls and then to help organize public events where you have grassroots stuff going on, you can literally, unless, unless you're in the middle of uh, New York State or, or Vermont, you know, just your typical red or blue or even purple state, you can move a statewide election with just that few people who, who do consistent effort over a few months. It's that simple to do it. I've seen it happen time and time again. We sometimes underestimate how much we can actually get done. And, and these are the key things that we always have to remember. As I say constantly, the way you win elections is not with all the cool stuff, you know, the press conferences. And, and even though you'll do television ads or radio ads, that's not the, the X factor. The X factor is the grassroots work. The Republican Party is so dedicated to making certain that major consultants make millions of dollars off of placing television ads that they entirely ignore, evidenced by what Ronna McDaniel's doing with Scott Pressler and other indicators. They, 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 they totally ignore the things that actually win campaigns because it's banking votes. Hang, hang on. That's, but that's because they get paid the same amount of money if they lose. That's right. That's exactly right. Well, well more. And in fact, this, well, well, this is one of the reasons, by the way, why, and, uh, amongst others, and it's actually probably a candidate problem, but this is why Ron DeSantis hasn't gotten anywhere. His general consultant is a guy who brings in three, $400 million a year total and doesn't even win 40% of the races that he gets, but he gets paid every single time. He, he's a guy, Jeff Rowe is a guy who refuses to allow uh, candidate Yunkin on my show with three and a half million listeners until the last week before the election. That, 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 that tells you everything you need to know about the strategic advisors click in D.C. who call themselves Republicans. I should send you this privately, Seb, but uh, he also made a claim to potential investors in his business. I've got this documented. Real people knocking on doors and making phone calls. Most, most important thing. Anybody mm -hmm. who tells you the truth about campaign, human to human contact is the most influential. That seems to be wow. Okay, so he just skipped the uh, the. Hey, hey, Nick, Nick. While we have Dr. Gorka in, can I just check him a question? Like, uh, please, while we're waiting for them to tally and stuff, is that okay? Yeah, real quick. Uh, there is no present yeah. vote right now, so I don't think Ken Buck voted present. I'm looking okay, at. Okay. Well. Okay. Well. Okay. I'm okay. sorry, Ken Buck. So skipped. go ahead and ask your he question. Skipped. He skipped the first yeah, vote. Thanks. That's what happened. Okay. So. so so, Dr. Gorka, for days, like, we've been having these spaces talking about Speaker of the House and how important, you know, that we the people get to pick one. And obviously, throughout, within Congress, Jim Jordan seems to be the only one that they focus with. And that's great because he seems to be the best option. 
But I have been throwing out the idea of proposing outside candidates. Now we have the President Trump speaker, but I'm with you on that, that, you know, a lot of people will not vote for him. But what do you think of Alveda King? This is just a, this is my personal thing, you know, assessment. What do you think if we brought in Alveda King um, to be that tempered not a, not a chance, Not a chance on earth. They wouldn't vote for her? No, not a chance on earth. Okay. She, she's never run anything in her life. She's, well, ne- she she's, never done, she's, ne- she's never done politics. Uh, and the Democrats will say you're just exploiting a black woman. Interesting. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as much as we might have people that we really would like to see, we have to deal with reality and the situation at hand, where even somebody like Jim Jordan, who's kind of... You know, we would yeah, sorry, sorry, can I just interrupt America for one first. second? Yeah, go ahead, Sebastian. They're not, they're not going to... No Democrat is going to vote for anybody that we put forward. You know, you could put Michelle Obama up, and they're not going to vote for her. Because if it's our suggestion... That by itself means they're not going to vote for anyone we suggest. Sorry, I just had to throw that in. No, yeah, you're right. I mean, if you look, the Democrats vote all together in one as one body in unison, whereas the Republicans are very much a a divided group of people. That's why I honestly feel there's a little bit of concern regarding the Hakeem Jeffries bid that they're trying to push for is because the Democrats will all vote for Hakeem Jeffries and all it takes is a couple Republican rhinos who are upset about the ousting of McCarthy to actually get him through. I mean, it's looking like it's just... But but, but that Republican rhino would have to be literally suicidal. I mean, they would end up like Liz Cheney. I mean, they, oh, they yeah. know. No doubt about they it. know that they would be committing suicide politically. Can, can I, can sure, I have one no doubt on about it. But we've really? seen them do worse. You know, we've seen them. We've seen them pretty much uh, do worse in other times in history. So, I mean, you have never Trumpers out there. If you look at the Democrats who are talking about this and having these conversations with these rhinos, what they're saying is they're trying to prevent the extremists, the the MAGA crowd, from getting the speakers yeah and, and, and really, I'll, 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 yeah I'll, I'll let uh, i'll let you get a response to that real quick i just want to give everybody an update what's going on on the floor it looks like Lori chavez derimer of oregon's fifth district this is a republican uh who apparently was on the yes list for jim jordan has now decided to vote for kevin mccarthy on the floor so now we have two votes oh, for kevin mccarthy what yeah I don't believe yeah. she was on the yes list. I think she just had public. She was on the. But you said Jordan yes voted for McCarthy. Go ahead. Man. So regarding the vote, uh, Lonnie Blue's question was uh, regarding the hearing process. Should this be something that is open up to the public to where Jordan. we can all watch this and she, you know, basically Robert Garcia, Jeffrey. Sorry, ask that again, Millie, or someone else talking. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's turning their mic on. Um, The question that Lonnie Blue had pertained to the process. This is happening in kind of a closed setting. Should this be something that's open to the public? Should we be able to be watching the vote actually take place? Well, we are. It's on C-SPAN right now, and there are probably some broadcast networks that are also showing. This is on the floor and quite public. 
waiting for? Well, th- listen, there's never been a speaker vote ever that didn't have some people have to get called on at well, the least, end. There are discussions that take place. Uh, there, uh, John James may be talking with Jim Jordan just to verify or people whipping for him. That's not abnormal at all. It's just it, it, it always happens. Maybe he had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> is there no way? Is there no way that we can force yeah. Congress? So, so guys, Hunter Biden was just all the gun charges were dismissed, right? Is there no way that we can pressure Congress to actually do their committee work while they're looking for a speaker? I, I think they refiled three of them. I don't think they were all dismissed, unless that's breaking. Yeah, they reindicted. Breaking. Yeah. It just broke on American Military News. U.S. District Judge Marilyn Norioka dismissed a gun charge last week that was originally part of it, and they and and they just put it out there. He's been charged. Blah blah blah. What I'm saying is maybe we should tell him. All right, Speaker of the House you guys figure it out but we want this stuff to keep going because now we're not talking about hunter we're not talking about the crime we're not talking about j6 we're not talking about elections we're not talking about yeah, anything i, I don't except care for speaker. about hunter at this point let's just talk about Bi- there's enough, well, there's enough that's, smoke that's, here. no there's, the there's hunter thing smoke. is a big deal prodigal i, I understand I that but, but folk at this point you don't even need hunter you got Bubba, uh, no 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 i wouldn't go there I think we need to press on with Hunter Biden and what he did in his laptop. No, I, I, I agree, there's a lot but, but, there. But Joe needs that to be the forefront and center. I mean, they, they keep on bringing up every time Hunter's brought up, it's got to be Joe Biden right next to him, that he was his rat hole, that he was, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I, I don't, the gun you charges. Are prodigal, you have it someone, okay. Yeah, well, you got to research it, prodigal, because I'll tell you what, the, the evidence is insane on the pay to play and it's not just joe biden okay this just is, had another this McCarthy. is global all right all this right yep yeah. so we're gonna yeah we're gonna jump back off this topic and go back to jim jordan here because it looks like we're at 11 no votes for jim jordan which is uh you know more than enough to lose the the first round uh vote so um what, what was the quorum the, number What's the number that they're working off of? Because that, that would have come at the very outset. How many we need to elect the speaker? Actually, Jim, do we know the, the quorum? Well, I, I, I missed we, it. I, it. It went off. I was distracted for a moment. Um, I'll double check it, though. It was like 210. Oh, okay. Probably less than that. Well, let's play chicken, then. I Why mean, are they let, Let's play chicken. Who At this point, who cares? They want to play chicken? Let's play chicken. Wait, but why are they begging? Why why, why the urgency? This should be very apparent to everyone watching that they are willing, and I'm talking about your your rhinos, they are willing to stall out this vote, to prolong it, right? Because we have to wait until a speaker is chosen in order to you know, negotiate on with the um, with the Senate. But Question. this is why the Democrats have been talking with some of the rhinos to vote Hakeem Jefferson for the sake of getting the government up and running and so they can have a, a checkbook again. Right. So so there's well, that Millie, to add, well that they could just fully do this if the if the vote goes for too long. Well, to add to that, they're actually discussing bringing Gavin Newsom to the table. And this is something that people are not expecting. And while many are laughing, you're going to see that I'm right. Because as I've said, you know, there are committees that are operating, but not publicly yet. And these are discussions that are being had. Well, you know, I, I want to hear, you know, how, how you guys feel about that, that they might actually introduce someone else from the outside, like Gavin Newsom. Yeah, let them turn America into California. They're doing really great. 
Oh, jeez. I just don't see it very probable that they're going to actually successfully bring somebody from the outside. Um, but I could see them, like I was saying, I could see them trying to push Hakeem Jeffries just because there's already talks about that. There's th- These are actual talks that are going on right now between the Democrats and some of the rhinos. Uh, but yeah, I- I'm more concerned about like, is this a way to kind of distract from this impeachment inquiry? Because everyone's focus and mind was on these impeachment inquiries. Then this happens. Um, and now everyone's focused on the speakership. But if we keep the government closed, we can't move forward with these inquiries into Joe Biden. I mean, that will have an impact on him in 2024. So I- I'm not sure what the strategy is here. But I, I guess I wanted your guys. The, the to news is not going to cover it until the Israeli-Palestinian situation is resolved. Like that. Just a, that, a quick that break is dominating quick, the news cycle. We have another, Seriously, people another are going to be absence. under the restroom or they're back talking. To no, she to was actually. To lost. If I was in Congress, too, I'd be having a drink, relaxing, waiting for the second round. I mean, Victoria Sparks is voting for Jordan. Absolutely. Well, that well, what, what Olivia Radigo Beavers. just said, that he'd be chilling. Maybe we should call them and tell them to get to work. Okay, round one's done. Get to work. Go into your committees and work. We should tell Olivia them. Beavers is, they care what we say. Yeah, Olivia Beavers is reporting that she told reporters that Sparks told reporters yesterday she'd support Jordan if he was about to clinch 217. But if he was closer to 210, she wouldn't be the 211th vote. Oh, that is interesting news. I just so she has no convictions. Catch. She just wants to be on the winning team, is what you're saying. She she has no actual value system. Yeah, and why don't we elect people like that? I, I don't understand who votes for these people. Well, Are the good serious? news is she's That's not running again. Hot. So That's this is what you're saying. Nick, have you ever seen Thomas Massey's The Swamp? I mean, if somebody doesn't even have an English accent, then they obviously are not. Sparks or whatever her name is, she put out a lengthy statement yesterday. I think it was about two pages um, discussing why she was standing the way she's standing. If I remember, I'll go pull it up. But uh, I think it was over the Ukraine stuff. I'm not sure. Let me go check. Oh, yeah. So she only cares about Ukraine if she can be the deciding vote. If not then she, she's not worried about Ukraine. I, I, don't, I don't understand where she's on about this issue, but Dr. Gorka, I saw you tried to unmute. Oh, she is Ukrainian, that's why. Did, did you all know that? She is native Ukrainian? No, no, I did not know that. Yeah, well, that, yeah we talked about it. We talked about Soviet it in Union the previous space. Yeah, we talked about it in the previous space when she called out, you know, all of these things in Congress and spoke so truly. Uh, I think it was like the second space we did. Yeah, about the weaponization of government, right? She she had a you know she had Correct. a thick accent, but she she gave a good speech. Yes, she did. And um, speaking with her office, she said that she's not going to settle. She said that. Yeah, so it, it looks like we are we're kind of we're getting toward the tail end of the first vote here, and uh, obviously, you know, just to just for the people that are just joining us here. Um, look at how the rhinos in the establishment are treating him. Okay, that should be your first signal that he must not be that bad, right? Because if he was, all of these rhinos would be super happy and be throwing their vote at him immediately. So maybe this first vote, the no's, it's actually a good sign in that he must not be that bad as some people think he is in this panel. 
Hey, hey Millie, just uh, real quick. There's uh, Anna Paulina Luna. I don't know if anyone's seen it. She's on the floor with her baby right now. Quite amazing. Um, I just wanted to say, you know, this, these discussions we're having for Speaker of the House are reminiscent of who's going to get the Republican nomination. It feels like there are arguments being made, lesser evils, this and that. You know, I, I think right now, as we're demanding that we have a Speaker of the House, we should also demand them to work. Right. And rather than us take a side and say, well, that's all they're giving us. And that's the only one that realistically can happen. We are the magic wand. We are in charge. We pay them. And they should listen to us. And we're slamming their phones every day, telling them what we want. And what we have to do is keep pushing them. All right, you can't figure it out. You guys can't cut deals that you're doing behind closed doors. Well, why aren't you working? We've got the Chinese positioning themselves in Africa. We've got people dying all over the world. We're running out of money, right? We don't have anything. We're letting investigations go wayside. Our border's wide open. We should tell them. While you're looking for Speaker of the House and you're playing footsie, can we please get to work? Because they can work without a Speaker of the House. Well, if the roles were reversed, absolutely. The Democrats would be sending subpoenas as we speak. Of the 20 Republican holdouts who voted against Jim Jordan. Wait, why are we just doing the holdouts, though? So we're all just in for Jordan right away? Why are we rushing? Why are we telling people what they need to do? We're supposed to be having conversations. Well, they got 200 votes. But yeah, I, so, uh, I guess I guess we will try to get Matt Gates up here. <laughs> yeah, there are more coming in, Nick. There were more coming in, and I couldn't jump in because I couldn't unmute. Um, I've invited a couple of uh, congressmen that were uh, speaking, so hopefully they'll jump back on because I saw them and I didn't want to interrupt. So it's not really even an outlier. It's just showing a trend that the Republican Party is really in a crisis as far as voters are concerned, and I think it's definitely the economy and these kitchen table issues. So the momentum is there and we're starting to see it. Can I just say something, guys? So now we can't even get President Trump to chime in anymore because the Judge Chukpan just officially issued a gag order. More worse than anything. Like he can't talk about other people running or anything. She just issued it. Just thought I'd drop that in here. Uh, Thanks so much. Oh, go ahead. No, I need to look at it. I think it's specifically related to the case, but yeah, I'll go take a look. Yeah, at it. it's specifically related to his court cases. It's not about uh, the 2024 election. It says, and I quote, his presidential candidacy does not give him the carte blanche to vilify public servants who are simply doing their jobs. He does not have the right to say and do exactly what he pleases. They're yeah, talking so about like court clerks and stuff. Yes, yes. Is he on? So can I still connect? He's connecting. Okay. Look, yeah, he is, needs to so, thank Vish. Vish is slow on responses. The, yeah, the problem that we're having here is we're 0 for 2 on successfully having congressmen uh, connect. So we were having issues with getting in, in we can probably get him back here later, uh, with uh, Matt Gates, who I couldn't even see him. People are messaging me being like, hey, Matt Gates is trying to get up. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Are you talking about Matt Couch? I mean, I love Matt Couch and all, but he's up here already. No, they were talking about Matt Gates, but I couldn't see him in the audience. So, uh, so you know, so and he had to, to run back. And George Santos trying to connect. He is. Yeah, I see George. I see George. Hey, George, I see you. I just sent him an invite again. So maybe we can bring him up. There we go. We got. Here we go. Yeah, here we go, guys. We have Congressman George Santos up here on stage, who always has something fiery to say. 
Congressman Santos, welcome to the stage, sir. How is today going for you? What are your overall thoughts? How are you all? Uh, I'm reporting live from the largest circus on planet Earth, the only one you can see from the moon. <laughs> uh, all, kidding, all kidding aside, Nick, great space. Uh, I just jumped in real quick uh, to say one thing. I am voting for Jordan, whether it's one, two, ten, one hundred ballots. This is all bullshit. Bullshit, because if you want to compare my conservative colleagues in the beginning of the year giving former Speaker McCarthy some heartburn just because they were fighting for conservative ideals and policies and rules, that's one thing. Not one of the 20, and I'm not going to disparage them, but not one of the 20 has put forward policy or anything other than this isn't going to work well in my district for re-election. That's not a reason not to vote for a speaker, period. And I don't care whose feelings I hurt. I don't care because at this point, I don't think there's that many much more feelings I can, I can hurt in this world. But the reality is my district wants Jim Jordan. My constituents are blowing up my phone. I have one of my constituents right now in this space who just said, George, you're about to join the space that I'm in. And they're very, very... Uh, they're very, very excited to have Jordan as speaker. So if my colleagues who do not want Jim Jordan as speaker offer real policy reasons and pointers that they want to achieve, and that's why they're withholding their vote, I will respect them. Now, if this is just because of politics and they're buying into the garbage that is being, all the smearing and slanderous attacks that are being put upon and cast upon Jim Jordan, a man who served this body for 16 years with honor, is absolute horseshit because then you're no better than the Democrats. And my nickname for these folks, until they prove otherwise, is going to be obstructionist rhinos. And anybody who doesn't like it, go ahead and cry because I'm not changing my tone. Yeah, so, Congressman, uh, first of all, I love everything that you have to say. Uh, but <laughs> round two, are you expecting this to be a lot different? This is a question we keep getting in the audience uh, down there. The bottom purple pill, guys, bottom right-hand corner. Question from George Santos, Congressman George Santos. Put him down there, and I'll be asking him. They want to know, is this going to change for round two? Are we going to see people like – or did we just see a bunch of protests and tribute votes in round one? Uh, you know, people voting for Zeldin and – Thomas Look, let me, let me make it clear. Lee Zeldin is a great guy. He's, a, he's the reason we're in the majority. But if Lee Zeldin were a serious option, you would have seen a lot more than just three members from Long Island, which I have a theory on that. I think it's two members trying to cover another member. Uh, but look, this is, this is just silly. There's no reason. New Yorkers like Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan stands for truth, honor, and integrity. The man is holding the fire of hell at the feet of the Biden administration. Why wouldn't you want him to be the Speaker of the House? That's my big question, because every single little talking point that these guys all ran on was the weaponization of government, inflation, corruption in the Biden White House. Why the hell are we not voting to elect a guy who's been at the forefront of it all, holding the fire? Um, G George, can I ask you a question, please? Can, can, can you, great to speak to you again. It's been a while. Um, 
Can you give us some insight of what kind of discussions are happening in the back where we can't see, you know, in regards to who we're voting for and what? Like, you know, kind of like you alluded, you know, some people are throwing cover, which I agree with you 100 percent. Can you give us some insight as the people? Because we can't see what's going on behind closed doors and we would love to know what's going on behind closed doors. Oh, I, be- I bet you would love and everybody else would love. You know, I here, do. here's the reality. It would be dishonorable in my part to to divulge any private conversations that I'm aware of or Prevy or a part of for the simple fact of being able to maintain our relationships with one another and be able to work together. So I, I, you know, and respectfully, I mean this, it's nothing, it's no nuclear secret codes and there's no secret feelings, but the conversations are private for the nature of respecting each other's relationship with one another. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be jumping into those, but look, I will, I will, I will concede the space to the firebrand himself who just jumped in. He has a lot more to say than I ever do. So, uh, you guys, no, Santos, if, if you leave, I leave, Santos. No, no, no I'm not leaving. I'm just going to let you talk. <laughs> I was talking about Congress, not this space. No, I'm kidding. Congressman Gates, the, the guy that is apparently perpetuating all of this chaos and just he's an agent of uh, chaos terrible just get it straight agent of chaos you've (laughs) apparently you've burned down the country although nobody thinks that at all besides anybody that's sitting in congress uh thank you for for coming up Uh, how's it feeling today uh what you're seeing on the floor is this what you kind of expected i mean round one we've been talking about this since this morning uh, round one, we expected a lot of protest votes and uh, and uh, what were we calling them? Um, uh, tribute votes. You, do you expect a lot of them to change here in round two? Well, we've already seen uh, movement since the last vote. Uh, Doug LaMalfa indicating that on the next round he'll vote for Jim Jordan. That seemed to be a tribute vote for Kevin McCarthy. And uh, we want to welcome any of the, any of that group uh, of 19 that remains uh, back into the fold, back into the party. And we don't want to see them doing a deal with the Democrats. And if they do, if the way the House of Representatives is, is run is uh, in coalition with the Democrats, well, that's a lot like what we just had for the last nine months. Coalition with the Democrats to underwrite Biden's debt. Coalition with the Democrats to pass the continuing resolution. Coalition... Um, You know, with the Democrats on Ukraine, because certainly a majority of the majority doesn't support sending more money to Ukraine. Uh, So if that's the way it goes, you know, this will this exercise will function to uh, flush out the pheasants, as you might say. But um, our our hope, our expectation um, is that uh, we'll get Jim Jordan over the finish line. And I'd love to be able to do it today. Are some of the I questions that, happening? I second that. I second that sentiment. I just want to get it over the finish line today. Uh, I welcome all all of the all of my colleagues who voted against him. If this was some sort of ceremonious thing for you, you got it out of your system. Come to the table and let's 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 make Jim Jordan speaker. Thank you so much. Are some of the questions that are happening in like the closed door sessions? Uh, do they pertain to? the Biden impeachment inquiry at all. Um, I'm just concerned because we had this imbi- the Biden impeachment inquiry happening and then McCarthy was essentially removed. And, you know, I, do you think that we could see a change if we get a new speaker in, in regards well, to that? 
I hope we would get a change in that our efforts going forward would be serious as opposed to unserious. Now, it's important to share with everyone that we haven't put our pencils down. Just last week, I was taking the deposition of Matthew Graves, you know, DOJ official, to ask about the pressures that were put on Weiss in the Hunter Biden matters. So we've kept up our deposition schedule, um, our litigation schedule to try to get the information we need. My critique of what we've been doing for nine months uh, is that it's been a lot of nibbling around the edges without going at the heart of the matter. And having litigated complex cases before, I know you've got to be on time. You've got to be on schedule when you have a limited runway to be able to pursue an outcome. And here, the fact that we've not even sent a subpoena to Hunter Biden is just derelict. And, and I, I blame the prior speaker for it. But, you know, now under Jim Jordan, I, I think we'd have thoughtful, appropriate, but, but rigorous and robust oversight and pursuit of impeachment. I don't think this is really an issue for the holdouts, though. I think that, you know, Nick put it really well in one of his posts that you've got holdouts who... Uh, are protesting their frustrations uh, with me and and with those who removed McCarthy by voting for McCarthy. Uh, There are some who are protesting the way Steve Scalise was treated. Steve Scalise was designated, our speaker designate. Had his name come to the floor, I would have voted for him. Uh, But there were a number of, of people who wouldn't. Now, keep in mind, these aren't the same people, by and large, who voted with me to remove McCarthy. It was a different group of people. Yeah, it was one of them. Yeah, well, I mean, I think you were wrong about that, George. Uh, I think, uh, I think you know, I would have voted for Steve Scalise. I think you should have voted for Steve Scalise. But be that as it may, uh, he did not. Uh, he did not pursue a floor vote. He made the decision by himself that he did not want to to engage in that, and so that's how we got to Jordan. And now you've got these twenty holdouts who you know are, don't like that. Don't like that it went that way for Scalise. Some don't like that it went that way for McCarthy. And, so, and I think the smallest number uh, would be those who actually don't like Jordan. So the reason I think there's opportunity for movement and why you've already seen movement since, since the last vote series is that there's, it's not like there's some big anti-Jim Jordan sentiment out there. There's just a, a process concern. And maybe in the meetings that are happening right now, Jim can work a process that <laughs> gives him a pound of my flesh or does whatever is necessary to uh, – to ease their concerns. Look, the, 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 I just want to echo something here um, at what Gates just said, and, and it's simple. We we just need to come together on this one. Uh, it's very it's going to be tough uh, that we're ever going to agree on anything uh, uh, unanimously. Look, Gates and I were I I, I, I respect this man and, and his valor for his country and everything he does. Uh, in this body, we, we've disagreed on a couple of stuff. I didn't support vacating McCarthy. He he he, he was the architect of it. That nothing changes, right? Uh, the reality here hey, George, is, George, George, your low T is showing. That that's okay. That's fine. Uh, look, I I, I come <laughs> in here. I come in these spaces, and everybody knows my position on that. And uh, look, no, I you, love it. Uh, yeah. you all. No, you all have fun with it, but it's fine. I still keep coming though. They know. They know. I know how they feel, but I still show up. 
right? Because I think that's 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 important to have that diversity of thought. So I disagree with 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 Gates that I don't think Scalise would have been the right pick for a multitude of reasons, but uh, spe- specifically on leadership skills, I think he's a great man, right? Uh, but here's the deal: there is no anti Jim Jordan sentiment. There is no Jim is not good enough. I think this is all just petty grievances, and that we're gonna we're gonna be able to get uh, past it and and. Look, it might take one or two more rounds, but I think we're going to get there. We're going to inch closer. And for all of those who are putting out some nonsense theories that it's going to fall apart in the next one, you're wrong. And that that kind of thought out there doesn't help us unite. It, it encourages chaos. So I, I ask you guys to refrain from making those blatant crazy assumptions because there is a unified front for Jordan. And I believe he will be speaker today. And George, are there oh, any... Sorry. Um, oaths sorry really quick are there any oaths or promises that you guys kind of make uh, jim jordan adhere to when you nominate him because i believe that mccarthy there was some kind of rules set forth for him uh and, and what are the oaths or promises or rules set forth for somebody like jim jordan if he becomes speaker all right so it's a little different this time because the removal of mccarthy doesn't uh, erase the rules of the House under which McCarthy operated. But at the beginning of every Congress, you have to pass new rules. It's not like Nancy Pelosi's rules uh, just are the default position. You have to begin the Congress with a new rules package. And so you, you we uh, made the strategic decision back in January to negotiate that rules package alongside the speaker contest. Here, those the rules already exist. So there's some members who, you know, only will support Jordan if he'll share their perspective on the motion to vacate, for example. They want to. They, they don't think it was good that that I used that, and they want to raise the threshold for it. But that would require kind of separate action that the body would have to act on to to change what is the existing default. So I have no deal with Jordan. No commitment. You know, Jordan doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who. Um, uh, who makes bad bad deals or inappropriate deals or, or really deals at all um, for the sake of a leadership position. Uh, but we'll see. I think that a lot of the defense hawks uh, who I serve with on the Armed Services Committee, you know, wanted uh, to really hear out his perspective on defense, on top-line defense spending. I know a lot of conversations occurred around that subject that resulted in people like Ken Calvert of California, Mike Rogers, uh, Rob Whitman uh, coming on board around the same time period. So that's not to say there was a deal, but just, I think, greater clarity around how a Speaker Jordan would approach uh, some of those specific issues. I just wanted to jump in here. And George, Matt, thank you guys for joining. It's gotten really so I, quiet I, at the moment. I, I've put out a couple yeah. of texts and, and DMs, and it's it's kind of just uh, gotten really quiet after it was hot for a while over the course of a couple hours. Yeah, I think there are a lot of Congress uh, Congress people and uh, their staff and all, they're waiting on updates as well. So I think that's it's part of the problem. It's been a very, uh, very interesting process today. It's been very convoluted. Uh, but I think what we'll do is we will, uh, we'll go ahead and, and wrap here for now. If we end up having uh, responses from any sort of Congress people that want to come on, we'll restart the space. But, Either way, we'll be picking back up here at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, we should have a lot more information by then. Uh, definitely follow you know, me, Millie, 
trash. I uh, will be keeping you updated via tweet or via post throughout the night, throughout the morning. Uh, and then we'll be back here live 10 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow uh, to cover round two. And it should be pretty interesting. I'm sure that Jim Jordan and his allies are going to be working through the night uh, to try to flip some of these votes. We do expect a lot of them to flip. Hopefully, mostly in a positive way toward voting yes for Jim Jordan. But uh, oh, yeah. we definitely appreciate Oh, and, and real everybody quick. Here there. Yeah, and, and, and Jim, you actually pointed it out before this, this whole thing started was about Tom Emmer, and I actually agree with you on that. Uh, but I just wanted to note something real quick before we close down. How funny was it what, listening to Matt Gates and Santos roast each other? <laughs> I'm sorry, but that was funny. I needed that in a day that we've had today. I needed that. It was really funny. Having them roast each I'm other. I'm sorry, I had a phone call. And I, I want that celebratory cook-off. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, guys, so 10 a.m. tomorrow, set your reminders on your phone, and uh, we'll be covering this again. Should be, honestly, even more of an interesting day tomorrow. So, Hey, Nick. Uh, but thank you guys for, yeah, hi, Caroline. Uh, could you give a time zone for? Uh, yeah, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Cool. Eastern time, 9 a.m. Well, you guys have a good... Well, you